Welcome to Sunday Radio. Hi. This Hello. is pre-roll, so we'll probably have to do all that again at some point when we're doing another episode, and it'll be really annoying. No. Why, why are you still listening? <laughs> My voice is coming in your ears. <laughs> oh yeah, you like so that. That episode of Black Books, where the guy who does the Pete Serafinowitz who does the shipping <laughs> forecast. <laughs> I'm coming, Fran. Don't <laughs> come, Fran. I'll come. <laughs> I love that episode. <laughs> That that one in dirty, dirty. dirty. <laughs> yes. Well, that got sidetracked quickly. <laughs> so we have uh, a Patreon giveaway because we are at fifty dollars a month. Oh my god! There's some weird, bizarre, like accounting thing that says it's forty nine something, and then on other where, on the same website on a mobile it'll be fifty, and on other. And so f- I've decided, fuck it, we're at fifty. Okay. At 50, we said we'd start giving away some shitty sword nut swag, uh, which is what we're going to do. Shitty sword nut prizes, hooray! As long as I don't have to give away sexual favours, I'm alright. That's when we get to the $150 level. Uh, $100, I give away the sexual favours. And I'm hoping that will get things up to the $150 really quickly. (laughs) So... um, So I'm gonna. So we've got six patrons. Um, I, I honestly thought it would be more than this. I thought it'd be like people doing a dollar or whatever. Mm. So like, but there are some very generous people out there. So I'm gonna roll the d6 and I'm gonna just go down the list uh, and it's whatever that one goes to. So tiny, tiny, tiny d6. It's That's so four. cute. Um, it's supposed to spot dice that he can fit in his uh, prison wallet. <laughs> Yes. It's nature's pocket. <laughs> it's nature's pocket. So if you heard that die roll, uh, imagine it's like the ping pong ball trick, but just like a couple of inches lower. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit slower. There's a dartboard and everything. <laughs> just painted on a white sheet. And with more grimacing. Uh, so uh, that's four, and that is Taylor. And less sexual slavery, hopefully. So Taylor, well done. Sort of, you're getting some shitty prizes. Sorry. <laughs> we will be shitting. We should have donated now. <laughs> uh, we will get a hold of you uh, through Patreon and get your address and stuff and send you some bullshit in the As post. As a disclaimer, we, we won't touch you if you don't, uh, you know, that sounds a bit weird. We won't get a hold of you. We're not going to shake oh, you yeah. down. Mm. There's not going to be throttling involved. Hello. Mm. I mean, we're sorry about that, but we are at our quota of Taylor pimps. is Taylor is the person who sent us those pictures of the Star Wars uh, game and the Oh yeah, I remember Dark those. Yeah. They were cool. Yeah, they're very good. Uh, she, uh, she asked us not to share them on social media, so we didn't. But they're really cool, and we like them. If you'd like to be up for a chance of winning some shitty sword nut merch. In our monthly giveaways. Awesome. Yes, please. Touching. No, not touching. Get onto patreon.com forward slash swordnet radio and throw us a buck. Uh, every tier of... My favourite is sci-fi fantasy. Every tier of contribution. Uh, I think every tier. I think it's $3 and up you are eligible for your giveaways. But you know what? I'm just going to change it to everyone. Uh, so you get eligible for the giveaways. Uh, all the levels of contribution get the same reward. You get access to Patreon polls. You get access to the Patreon secret feed, super secret awesome feed time which has early episodes and Patreon exclusive content. This time, uh, so this week, uh, we just put out three episodes of, uh, well, two episodes of Useful Stick and one character creation episode thing that we did. Oh, that, that was fun. Yeah. It was interesting. Those will hit the main feed eventually, but you'll have got them months early. And also, uh, all the bloopers and asides and shit talking that we did I mean, uh, in amongst that bloopers are like what we're best yeah. at the role playing is like a sideline 
and everybody gets a song. Really I'm just good editing now the the bloopers, and I've I've got 45 minutes. Of <laughs> oh my god, that's really bad. Um, so that'll probably get cut down a little bit, but oh my god, but that will be Patreon exclusive. So, um, if and like you, many people, you, you, you prefer you, the bloopers to the actual episodes, that's and for you. And you guilt trip, trip us into actually getting our asses in gear and recording shit. Yeah, if if Paul and yeah, I ever pull really our finger out of our asses, we'll record a new Harry Potter world of facts. <laughs> own finger out of own ass. I'm just going to say that. Uh, just, no, uh, no, just not I, out of each other's asses. I, I'm dating his wife, <laughs> not <I'm> him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, thanks, bye. <laughs> Love I don't know. you. I don't know how to end these things. Bye bye. We're out. And <laughs> no, that's really bad. That's all, folks. Sorry. <laughs>
Yes. I just have a halfling in there going... Really that's cold a, half like It's actually a freezer on the inside. That's very got The maid doing chill touch on a halfling inside a backpack on which your rodeo fashion dildo are. Being, Why a, would you being a lesbian in D&D is really difficult. <laughs> you really got to put some fucking effort into Les- it. Lesbian, I was thinking this is, this is for the barbarian. Because <laughs> why are we doing this? It's a ritual for my tribe. <laughs> It's a ritual for your dick. The flowers grow around here. So, if, um, <laughs> smut already. It's going great. Uh, we are four minutes in. <laughs> Dicks already. <laughs> you mentioned poles. I've gone after that. Yeah. So, um, uh, all right. Oh, so I really should set the time and go, shouldn't I? <laughs> yes, this please. So you got a backpack. Backpack. I mean, backpacks are fucking amazeballs, and so ignored because. They carry all kinds of fun shit. You can sneak a pixie or a halfling or a gnome in a backpack, I reckon. Maybe not a halfling, but definitely like a gnome. Not a gnome. I'm playing a gnome. We're not that small. Mm. You can fit the chopped up bodies of your enemies in a backpack. You could have your backpack with a gnome in it and then two flaps in the bottom so that they can like pick it up, walk a few steps, put it down. (laughs) (laughs) Convert. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Where are we going, (laughs) Ray? Exactly. Yes. Foolproof. (laughs) No, no. <laughs> uh, Mr. Withers. So uh, you can use a backpack as a bedroll. So you, um, it's extra warmth. It's something that people do a lot, which is like mm. um, in, in very cold environments and emergency environments, where they'll get into their like sleeping in bag. Like frosty dildo. Yeah, or get all their clothes on and so that. So if they haven't got an Arctic sleeping bag, they'll put all that stuff on and then all the layers they possibly can mm. and then put their backpack over their feet. Because obviously you can't put it over your head, but... You put it over your feet, um, and it gives you some extra warmth. Particularly, one thing I've never seen in any D and D or medieval ish setting at all. No one talks about oil cloth. Oil cloth's amazing. Do you know? Do you know backpacks disappear in D and D? What? Because when you're fighting, you don't ah. have to narrate how you're taking your backpack off. True. They just sort of disappear, and you go, "Oh, what have I got with me?" And you got all this kit. It's like you're carrying that. You're not carrying it in. A, you don't just go, "Oh, hang on a second. Can Everyone you just not in swing D and D has an expansive and well organised anal cavity. It's, it is like it's <laughs> the they reason got, like, for the, the drop back harnesses. They just like you just bash your chest, and the harness comes off, and it just falls to the ground. No I've, anal cavity. I've heard You've so got to many. Poop out everything. <laughs> I've heard so many things. Oh God, a bag of holding in your ass. <laughs> I need my yes. great sword. Oh god, no! <laughs> Why? Why do you want the mace? So, ah. so how have I got all this stuff but no lube? <laughs> ah. I have six hundred lockpicks. <laughs> <laughs> Drinks of holding were invented. Eventually, would it just get to the point that your anus was so loose from pushing out all the maintenance that everything would just fall out all of the time? So, bags of holding were invented. I never googled anal gaping, and I never want to. (laughs) Yeah, bags of holding were. uh, Well, the the bag of holding is like it's limited by its opening size, so you you can't Ah! expand the top. (laughs) 
So there's, there's various sizes up to like the handy haversack, which is you know the, your backpack, which is just a bag of holding. But they're invented because back in the day in first edition D and D, anuses were tiny. Your XP was the treasure that you minus pocket got. right now. So the amount of money you made in gold pieces was your XP. And then you had to put those gold pieces up right, your arse. Right, and you need to be able to carry lots. You need to, to be able to carry it all. Also, so it was like this thing of like, oh, there's encumbrance now and all that sort of stuff. And it was like, you find the treasure. Now half the... Like, it was almost like you could start a campaign with... And I like this idea. of You start a campaign where you've got the treasure. You are, you are in the room. <laughs> you've cleared out the dungeon and all that stuff. Now you've got to get that shit back to town. That's fun. <laughs> You're less mobile. You've got constraints. You've you know there's, there's does it get to be like Skyrim where you've got like one piece of gold too many and you just you can't move? Yeah. Ah! <laughs> oh, that one piece of gold has made so much difference. <laughs> In how we roll, we actually had this. We got like we found like a chest with like five thousand platinum, mm. and we were just carting it around with this everywhere. I think we've got like a few hundred left. It's just you mm. know been destroyed in carts. It's been like run away. Where's the cart? And right, more... let's bury it. We'll definitely come back for some of this. Yeah, platinum's <laughs> no. more dense than gold. Like, so you you can like, so there's a, there's an episode in fact where one of you got carried off by a river or something like that. And, you know, you're weighed down by platinum. You can just walk across that raising river. It will not shift you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we were. I think it was probably all in the cart at that point. Mm. Though, I've I've made up because I'm skeletonized. I've made up for my lack of body mass by hanging bags of by by actually putting. Tons of platinum in my chest cavity. <laughs> Jangly. Very top heavy. Jangly. Um, so uh, you've got bags and shit. Well, yes, if you're a skeleton, you, you can turn your body into a bag, I suppose. Yeah, uh, it's a fact. So, yeah, you just like you just move your head aside and sort of pour stuff in. There's a bin bag hanging from your ribs or something. The ball sacks of your enemies actually make very nice purses. Coin purse. That's, that, I like that. Mm. I like that idea of like... Um, I like the idea of, of taking trophies and that adds to something. So, like, you just have loads of these scrotums hanging <laughs> off your belt. That sounds like one of Kate's characters. <laughs> you'd have, I gotta like, say. You'd, you'd, start, you'd start getting bored of just having just a scrotum, so you'd then, like, stitch them together, and it'd be like a little um, multi-scrotumed thing. So you have, like, four of them. And then, just for variety, she'd have a, a water skin, which was a giant tit. <laughs> <laughs> a witch's tit. <laughs> I was thinking something more, you know, always keep your drink bountiful. <laughs> I was thinking something, you know, more, uh, more in the, you know, bountiful, but definitely came from someone evil. Kind you have, of you, uh, is, is the phrase "cold in the witch's tit" a thing that's outside of Yorkshire? I don't, I've, I don't I've think it is because I've it. said it to people. Yeah, yeah, no idea. See, I have said it, and I don't know where I picked it up from at all. Possibly it has. might have been me because yeah. <laughs> I have definitely said it on the podcast. <laughs> I've been saying it for years, like well before I met you guys. Yeah, it is a saying. I, I think it's originates in Yorkshire, mm. or at least I heard it most in Yorkshire. Um, and I've only heard other Yorkshire people say it. So, meh. Um, that'd be awesome. So, which is it? And it keeps your brew cold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lost in that world now. Um, what if it's a hot I'm drink? I'm mildly Paul? nauseous. <laughs> so, what if you had a bag going off the whole body parts thing, but it's like it's a skin suit, it's a person. Like, a whole oh, we're going place. full Ed Gein, are we? Yeah, because you could... You now could, we're in my territory. Could you could, <laughs> just like, the lotion on. You could tie it, like, <laughs> would you around me? your shoulders no. with the arms. No, and then Bob around, your, around your waist with the legs. Oh, this is... Oh, because they were empty. You could just tie them. This is when the guys oh, not oh, ended the our D&D &D campaign because it went too dark. But as it got more full, <laughs> it would get more padded around 
the straps. <laughs> then the, and then the buttocks would just start to droop as it got full <laughs> You'd lose stuff between the cheeks. <laughs> I, I would think you'd either, you'd either sew that up or it, that would be like the emergency pouch bit. Like you'd have a bottom section in the bottom. Are the balls like your security you know, pouch? Like, you know, like, like how, that you hide on the inside where you put your keys. You know, like how some, some bags have like a waterproof bag mm. in no, the bottom of it. Toy. So you like <laughs> squeezing the balls. I always find punching them is more stress relieving. Mm. And I'm more utilitarian though. I mean, backpacks. Unless you're going to go like character, like just cool shit. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. It's more about what you put in it. But I mean, you can have. You know, you can make, like, if you're playing a soldier, your old campaign bag, and you can make up some fun stories to tell about all the shit you've done with that backpack, what it's been through you, been through you, been through with you. Yeah, that rip is from an arrow that just missed me, or this was a, you know, this is a bullet hole. That had yeah, money yeah. Um, and, like, tally up, like, this, this. if you're an archer, you, like, you know, have, like, have, like, the notches on your belt, but they're, like, yeah. Little marks on your it, backpack. It used for to have a carry handle. kills. It used to have a carry handle on it, but you ended up like um, it saved you from a fall off a cliff because you got wedged in a tree and you're like, so you're hanging off. So you took it off yourself. You, re- you figured out that you figured like the luck was gone from it now. Um, yeah. When soldiers replace helmets and things, because if they, it takes a bullet in the helmet and it saves them, they'll get rid of that helmet because regulations say they should. But if you ask the soldiers, which I have, um, the reason they get rid of it is because it's run out of luck. <laughs> So that, that no is one exactly is more, how everything works. Yes. No one is yes. more yes. superstitious than a soldier. Though I love, um, I was once watching a lecture by Penn Jillette. He was basically turning "There's No Atheists in Foxholes" on its head, and he made this wonderful point that uh, that just stuck with me. It's like, Every soldier knows the other nothing... guy's praying just as hard. What? Every soldier knows the other guy's praying just as hard. No, he said there's nothing but atheists in foxholes because no one is trusting in their God <laughs> to save them. They're trusting in the fucking foxhole. <laughs> so unless there's like an international church of foxholes, everyone in foxhole in a foxhole is an atheist. <laughs> so bedrolls, we've done we've done a, a bit on backpacks and things, but we can we can go back to that if that's sleepy, something. Sleepy, sleepy. You know. Bedrolls are harder, I think. I mean, unless you start talking about. You can roll it up and whack someone with it. Well, yeah, if you want to do a porn can, pillow fight. You can D&D. sew someone I up might. <laughs> But, yeah, you can, I mean, you, using the material as a useful Yeah, you can do, like, material. One on, one on each end of a, of a stick and all that, yeah. Cape. Because you might, you might want to settle things with combat, but not with lethal combat. You want to have a, a, a contest of arms. I can seduce a sexy lady... And we can have sexy times on my bedroll. <laughs> and that's it for bedroll. <laughs> Let's just all meditate on one of Kate's voluptuous characters with a equally fictitious voluptuous character making the, and I think I quote, sexy times? Sexy, sexy times. You could rap. Like, I was thinking about, like, there, there's a, a, a principle. I'm totally in, hip. There's a principle in martial arts um, in terms of sparring, which is protect the, the person or protect the weapon. So uh, with a weapon, you might make it a safer material or whatever, or a buffer or that sort of stuff. So you could wrap your weapon in, in a bedroll and it would be very heavy, or maybe you could cut the bedroll maybe. But like, you could wrap yourself in a ton of these things. And then jump, jump from a large height yes, and yes. still die. Well, this, yes. is, this, is, this, is, this is the Mythbusters bubble wrap episode. Yes. Um, 
Is it like in Friends where they wrap Joey's head in uh, rat when he gets his health insurance back and just start hitting it? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a football helmet. Yes. So, but isn't I'm trying to think. There was a. There's actually have been times when things like bedrolls were used as almost improvised gambersons by soldiers. What's a gambersons? Like, like they were gambersons padded armor. That's an amazing word. I'm trying to remember when it was like they were told to wear it in a particular, like they were told to march with their bedroll in a particular place because it it would de- deflect saber blows. Which rolled up thick, rolled up material does rather well. Uh, it would be from the left shoulder, on the, top, the top of the yes. shoulder to yes. across the chest, so because that is the that's uh, cut one in a saber. It's the most well. That, I can I can cut. think of I can think of like illustrations of soldiers marching with it, like you know, wrapped around their yeah. strap of their of their ammunition pouch. Yeah, because your your sword would be on the strap that was mm. going from your right shoulder down to your left hip. Um, so on the other one, you'd have yeah, you'd have that, and it'd be over the top of the shoulder, yeah, top of the shoulder to the right, and it was like used as improv. It was just it was there, especially you got to like, carry it anyway, and bounce off your helmet and strike into. And at the same time, great boob support. Mm. And they less of an issue for every single exclusively male Napoleonic era armies, but carrying yes. a small child in there as well. Shh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, why have I? Where's the what's small it, child from? Why, what's it called? Why have I got it? What is, what's one of those things called? Mm, um, is it a papoose mm, or something? Um, <laughs> well, there I mean, are. You there can are... call your child what you want, but I think that borders on abuse. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, papoose. <laughs> I should know. I fucking worn the things. Um, Hello, I'm papoose marigold. <laughs> I'm the CEO of this company. Called, you? <laughs> the guy is called slings, like baby slings these days. Yeah, so you're a baby sling. So they're probably like. You know, oh, so you can get the baby and go whoop, 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 bang! Yes. Yeah, no, so that's you what can sling is, yeah. Strap the, the baby to your chest where <laughs> your heart beating will put it to sleep and shut it the fuck up while you actually get useful shit done. Mm. But you've got a bedroll, you've got material. Let's say it's, it's reasonably thin. I could fashion thin. myself mm. a utilitarian gilet. So if you've got a, oh, a, yeah. thin, a thin material. Um, for a bedroll, let's let's say it's wool, right? Mm. Then you've uh, or, or fire it, retardant. It is fire retardant, so you can if use it's padded, it. Padded? Can I not make myself a delightful winter jacket? It's not a yeah. duvet. Shut up, you. <laughs> um, so an idea that um, myself and Dream the the fellow who who um, helped me write the doors uh, campaign setting. We had this idea of the people from Banagar, their, their standing army, um, would be very, very mobile troops. They would be running everywhere, essentially. They didn't have horses, so be, they'd be running everywhere in mountainous terrain. So um, they uh, carried everything on them, and if they had to have something they couldn't fight while carrying, um, th- th- you know, it was useless to them. They couldn't do it. So everything had to be sort of engineered for them. No baggage trains. Exactly. Um, so there was no support. They were just... Yeah, they had, they had to go out and hunt and fish and stuff. I would say light infantry, but there's a better word for that. Highly mobile infantry. Yeah. Uh, it would be mounted infantry in, in sort of our world, but just all on foot. And so we came up with this idea of um, a leather and cloth um, jacket, like a, a long coat, like a three-quarter length coat. Or may, maybe even sort of t- for some, like, you know, it would, it would vary in length, depending on what they wanted. On leather. And um, on leather on the outside, because that was... Protective, you know, running through rough terrain. So, so they, when you mean leather, you mean more like rawhide. Uh, sort of, yeah. Um, so it's decent leather, um, to the extent that you can attach things to it and it's not going to destroy it all, right? 
you rivet things to it, you can sew things to it, it won't destroy it. But then inside, it folds up. So it doesn't, it, it's, it's got a lining, but then it's got like a secondary lining that goes from the bottom of the, the, the jacket itself, from the bottom hem of the jacket, goes back up again to your shoulders and sort of cinches in with some thongs or something like that, or, you know, like a, a tear-away strip. Um, I just so have to do it. In, so inside the lining of your jacket, you've got all your various tools and fish hooks and things like that there, protected by this double layer. Oiled so, leather. Yeah. Yeah. So by this double layer um, of fabric or, or whatever. Um, and so you take it off and you've got something that you can use as a bedroll mm-hmm. straight away. Like a lot of cloaks sort of yeah, doubled as bedrolls more yeah. or less but cloaks are fucking inconvenient things so if you've got a bedroll you don't necessarily have to have it as a bedroll you could have it that is something else as well shepherds throughout eastern europe at least i think most of the world because this is just duh you work with sheeps all the sheep all the time but because of the lanolin in unwashed sheep's wool so like you kill a sheep when it's fully woolly and then you've got you've got the leather interior which is very durable and then the thick wool, which is covered in lanolin, which is um, hydrophobic, yeah. mm-hmm. it becomes this, funnily enough, with the fur outside, totally waterproof, funnily enough, quite cool thing to wear in summer rains and things. Hmm. And then when it's cold, you switch the fur inside. Obviously, it stinks to high heaven because lanolin reeks. And then you you fold it in, put it inside out, and you wear these huge, like, jacket things, and it becomes, like, stupidly warm. Mm. And it's this sort of all-year-round short jacket, coat, raincoat, sleeping bag, just everything that a person who's out in craggy, shitty weather in the mountains herding sheep and goats ever needs to stay warm and dry. Hmm. <clears throat> So, um, yeah, people who who had cloaks and things might use that as their bedroll, or they might have a bedroll that is sort of not something they would climb into, but just something to pad the ground with. Yeah. So if you can incorporate that into your cloak or into your jacket, into your your coat, whatever, then you're golden. And then you've got a little protection. like eight inches thick of wool. That would be reasonably comfy to sleep on. Yeah. I've seen... I've seen a lot of people who, who wear gambesons and things use it as a sleeping mat. Such a good word. Gambeson. Gambeson. Or a padded jack. Hello, I'm yeah. Gambeson Miles. But also, um, nice to meet you. a padded jack or a gambeson sometimes um, will I always fasten, jack my gambeson. <laughs> they'll, they'll fasten up the sides. I like the way it mm-hmm. feels. Um, rather than the front. So... Um, just because it's, it becomes quite inflexible, it's it's not you know it's not just wearing a coat. So uh, if you're wearing padded armor, then you could quite conceivably just roll it out, have it flat, and it would be a nice pad for you. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't need a bedroll; that would be your bedroll. So you, you you wouldn't ever sleep in your armor anyway. But like, no, that's two birds one stone. Awesome, we're solving problems, people. Change the world yeah, at Swordnut Radio. I guess the only things you can really do with bedroll till you start talking about chopping it up and turning it into traps, which you know. Yeah, you can use it as a as the fact that it has material. In unbuilding it. material. Yeah, uh, you are talking more veracity, period accuracy, and you know, just being interesting. Well, period accuracy. People don't have fucking bedrolls. <laughs> people have bedrolls if they've got horses. 
because you don't carry all that shit around with you. People don't. People back in the day when they were walking cross country did not take masses of stuff with them. They took some water, if any, water and some food, and that was it. Well, a blanket, a rolled up blanket. They would probably just use their cloak and sleep under a hedge. And and certainly in Europe, like there weren't a lot of places you could go which weren't half a day's walk from some civilization. True. So we need to think about a character thing with bedrolls. But I think we've done enough character things about backpacks and, and stuff. Yeah, horrible, horrible, weird, quasi-cannibalistic. Yeah. Uh, um, so what about, what, about, what about a bedroll, though? I really don't know. I mean, bedrolls are such a... It's it's a more it's such a utilitarian item, I can't imagine. Unless you're some, talking about like a multi-purpose garment from some sort of warrior tradition. Yeah. Like you brought up can't really imagine unless it's like i like juxtaposition you know, Ooh, my magical elven keep me dry instatent bedroll but but the idea is that it's something that you never think about you just assume you have it and assume you use it and never talk about it so what why wouldn't you just use it as a character hook to do something with that's just quirky for your character and i like juxtaposition it still smells like your dead wife's fanny or it smells fantastic. It's brilliant. It's, I it's just said you're... The, <laughs> it is a bedroll that you spent all your money on. Because if you know you're going camping a lot and you're going to be sleeping out a lot, you have whatever luxury you can to make your life better. So while like everyone else... pods and all the linings, as they slowly get crushed, they just scent it of, yeah. of freshly crushed so vanilla. were I an adventurer and someone offered me a choice between, you can have a plus one sword type thing that is, this is a really nice sword. Damask or, steel. Yeah. Or you can have a bedroll that every day is like taking a shower. You will wake up fresh and, and smelling of roses. I want a kitten. <laughs> That will give you a kitten. Yay! Kitten skin bedroll. I would oh. go for I would go for that bedroll because, <laughs> like, having done the camping and working, because thing, you're sensible and don't go ooh shiny like yeah. I do. But like that <laughs> automatically sets you up for the day and means that at the very least you'd have like mechanically you'd have like advantage on stuff like it's the well rested bonus all that sort of stuff. It really does make a difference. And if you're spending a month in a tent. And knowing that the next thing you're going to do is spend another month in another tent somewhere else and doing hard work, which both myself and Kate have done in our lives. If someone offered us a bit of luxury and said, well, instead of your shitty camp bed or you know foam roll or whatever, you can have a nice air bed or you can have an air conditioner was, in your tent. Nice oh. air bed? Yeah. Heater. They do exist. Yeah. I've been on them. I've done it once. Air bed. Um, so this is what I, what I had on, on a dig site once. I had um, two tents. One was the, the size of the airbed inside, and one was for all my stuff. So I just connected the two up with some bin bags. And in the one for mine, I had the airbed. I had a duvet over the top of the airbed, then a sheet over it. That's not the airbed that's nice. That's the duvet. Exactly, yeah. So this is so this nice is, airbed, no. I made it a nice airbed. <laughs> It's and then the a duvet over uh, nice. the top of that for me. And it was the difference between that and sleeping on a normal airbed or sleeping on a, 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 a camp roll or something like that. I like just used to roll. roll myself in several so duvets. Mm. I've done that before. Several duvets in the back of a car. Just like, Best yeah. way of keeping warm, warm while you're camping is being with someone else. <laughs> yes. And having lots of sex. So Paul has told me. <laughs> 
just the way it is, people. <laughs> Literally so. never did that. Uh, no, you're telling me about... Um, archaeology is so fucking incestuous, but I've that. never been anywhere near it because I didn't do the digging no, you circuit. you did it. You just explained the culture. Well, w- one thing I, I did, I uh, I have done, um, and it's, it's something that, that gets trotted out every once in a while, like a, it's an old Boy Scout technique or whatever to keep warm, is um, if you're freezing, you go out with bare feet in freezing cold water, just splashing freezing cold water, dry them off, get back in your um, your sleeping bag and seal it up. And your feet will start, they'll, they'll go red and they'll start radiating heat. So be, your body will be plump, plumping. Yeah, you get chill, chill bones from it. But, and it'll heat the rest of you up. Sort of. It'll still reduce your core temperature overall. It's like drinking when you're cold. But it gets you'll your, feel warm, but, but your core temperature warm. will drop. Yeah. But what it, also, what it does is it's a stimulus to your system so your heart's pumping faster and you are producing more heat. You so know what else makes your heart pump calories. faster? Fucking. <laughs> I don't think the Boy Scouts can... Uh, <laughs> I've got stories. <laughs> like the Catholic Church. <sighs> <sighs> yeah, I mean, better rolls, you really gotta pull something out of your hat to make them special. But yet, you know, things like sleeping well and surviving in the cold and not being exhausted because you got a shitty night's sleep in the cold and the wet matter. Hmm. Just ask Napoleon's army who, on their march to Moscow, how much suitable clothing to the weather and suitable equipment to the weather matter. What about like um, it's it's something that you do as a camp activity, like while you're on watch, is you like embroider your sleeping roll, like with your your life like story, scrimshaw, or, uh, kind yeah. of you know the the boring activity you do while on watch to keep yourself awake. Exactly, or that's what... Um... Oh, I saw something really interesting recently. I can't remember what show I was watching, but it was a surgeon, and he was talking about learning to crochet to build up his manual dexterity for surgery. Hmm. And like to build up your delicacy with swordsmanship or archery or whatever it is, you, you, you embroider. That's like you've learned to do, or you're a, a rogue, and to, to, to build up your manual dexterity for pickpocketing and things, you you embroider and, and crochet onto your bedroll. That's and it's a legitimate wonderful- thing. When I had brain damage, they said learn to knit or crochet and you'll get your dexterity back. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it, I'm saying it's a serious thing. You can, like, build up all these, like, character things. And it's like, why the fuck do you have... And you could, like, write, do your history of your family or the history of your people embroidered on your bedroll. And or you just do nice it, things, yeah. Or just nice, you know, artistic things. Because, you know, both you now enjoy it. Or you, or you hate it. That would be even funnier. You fucking hate doing this. <laughs> but you do it because it makes you better at what you do. Hmm. Like... <laughs> It makes you a better thief. It it lets your you know if, like if you do if you really go in for like the the this the manual bit of magic and you sort of you're, you're the mythology of magic you're using is one that requires very intricate manipulations of whatever hmm. magical forces with your hands requires a lot of sort of again manual dexterity and things you learn to crochet and you do all that shit. Also makes you a hit with the ladies. Also, it makes you a hit with the ladies. <laughs> Can vouch for and verify, or just have a nine-inch tongue and breathe through also, your ears. Also, I can make pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I can make you a fabulous scarf. This isn't weird or awkward. <laughs> what? Why don't you? I know in the context of my wife how much manual dexterity works. Not Kate, with whom I have no sexual relationship what at all. What I don't get in Skyrim is they had potions of water breathing. Why were they not in the brothels? Why? Why was that not a sex aid? <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, there's not quite enough 
to inhale and I don't think it's oxygenated like water. I'm not sure that's how magic works, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, because science. YouTube yeah. channel making me there, think of the there physics. Is, though, there is like an Easter egg in there. We'll say Easter egg. It's, it's, um, there's someone who's like, uh, not a priestess, but like an adherent of Dibella, who is the goddess of love. And in the Skyrim universe, in the Elder Scrolls universe, that definitely means sex as well. And uh, in her bedroom, you can see loads of potions of stamina. <laughs> Brilliant. So, um, where are we on time? I like the manual dexterity day. That's the first like eight character thing left. that actually eight minutes hit it for me because that that would be cool. Like you just see this like grizzled old thief that I'm that I'm playing in, with, in the game with Kate. Fucking hates it, but wants to be better with the knife. Wants to be better at these things, and that's how he when he can't engage in his chosen craft. He fucking crochets. It's like samurai with flower arranging things, like as mindfulness. You know. Yeah. Um, it was. It was kind of. Wasn't just to calm them down after battles and bloodlust and um, fucking other samurai. It was. It, it was a mindfulness exercise. Wow. But yeah. yeah. Um, it's also a reason to to justify indolence by aristocratic nobbins. But yes. <laughs> and flowers are pretty. I like. I just like the idea of someone who's a complete, like gruff asshole kind of guy and, and they just you're just sitting there like completely ripping you apart as a person while he's crocheting and toiling <laughs> the finest warriors will have the most elaborately decorated fabrics but yeah ever. Would... they will be the most fabulous <laughs> it would, it would do, like you you'd get you get done with your bedroll eventually and like you just have all the other people's stuff would be embroidered and doilied <laughs> what's the Lace upon lace upon lace upon lace. And then you'd be known as the lace company. You know? <laughs> It'd just be like the Victorian period or everywhere. <laughs> yes. the, the, you've got some lace on that. Let's put some more lace on it. <laughs> what do you call it when you have like a, a, a blank material and then there's like built up like... Applique? Threading pattern on it. That is embroidery. Is that embroidery? Uh, I think there, so. No, there is, there is, is a it, word. Or is, is it brocaded? Brocade? Brocade. Is it brocade? Brocade, yeah. Unless you ask Michelle, Michelle Visage, and then it is brocard. <laughs> <laughs> it's French, it's brocard! <laughs> I, mean, I love RuPaul's Drag Race, but I am unconvinced about that. <laughs> I, I, I was considering for my wedding getting um, a, a brocade jacket made. But it'd be like, <clears throat> black on black. I think you should have had like That's an Elizabethan gown. I think that would be a good look for you. With a big like, rough. I was thinking my thief could, could brocade it like his everything he wears is dark blue because it's one of the better colors to sneak around in pitch black, and I could like brocade it in various different colors and things to make it even more break up the, the break block. up the, the the break up the the solid color, but also it it, it would reflect light in different directions. Also, is it brocade or is it jacquard? I don't know. I've never heard of that. Brocade is, is a, like where, a, is a word I know. And I know it comes across like a lot of uniform military uniforms from the the. I think we need to make fancy to kill people. Periods of history. I think brocade might be specific patterns, whereas jacquard it's the wheeling method that you use to make it. I don't know. How about right. a character who a group is going an area to, with textile mills? Is, how about why, a character who's why, going to? Why are we revenge? doing this to ourselves? We all have Google capable devices. No. 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 <laughs> That's how you fill time, Dave. Yes. <laughs> um, the, so, so what about a character whose uh, his revenge that he's going to get on the big bad evil guy is you get him down to one hit point, you get all the stuff out of them, whatever, and it's like, I'm going to make you eat this bedroll now. 
I've been sleeping in this balls out <laughs> for a year and a half tracking down your sorry ass fully clothed but with the balls out yes every rubbing time rubbing it round oh yeah one day I'm going to make someone eat this ball sweat <laughs> yeah I'm going to make you fucking eat this thing there we go just <laughs> stuff it down and, yeah. taste my balls without actually licking my balls <laughs> and then tea this is a proxy <laughs> I was going to say this is proxy tea bagging yes it's brewed tea bagging <laughs> oh that nasty um what else uh modern modern bedroll so foam roll are they throw them incredibly flammable away they're fucking horrendous they're not comfortable to sleep on you're better sleeping on the floor they're more about insulating you from the cold cold earth they also don't work for that either it's shit the good ones do oh i sort of do i did enough cold cold weather camping and the, the bad ones just compress, and then you've got no air between uh, you and things. So, yeah. um, the coldest I've ever been is when I had um, an army camp bed, which was fabric suspended yeah, uh, yeah, on yeah. a metal frame. And because there was nothing underneath me, oh, yeah. it was so cold unbelievably air all around cold. You, yeah. mm. I mean, a bedroll always me. means the, the lot. So it's, I mean, to me, a bedroll is more of a blanket than a, like a heavy-duty blanket, like a Civil Warrior uh, shit. Yeah. Maybe some oilcloth in there again if you have to sleep on, on cold ground or oilcloth to put above you if it's raining. So to my mind, like Bedroll Modern is like one of those super mini pup tents and super compressible mummy bag kind of deals. Well, like a bivy. You've got a bivy bag which goes over yeah. the top of your sleeping bag and it's also like a mini tent almost. So like uh, one, of the, one of the tricks you used to do um, was you, you've got a bivy which is a, a thin waterproof material. I mean, it might even be canvas or whatever. Um, and you, you sort of slide yourself inside it, you wiggle yourself inside it, and you get a stick and you just like about a foot long or something. And then you prop up the front of the bivy. It might have a little eye in there or something. Um, you just prop that up and then you've got a little tent. It keeps the rain off you. You're fine. And um, the one thing I know that makes me horrifically claustrophobic, mummy bags are kind of my idea of hell. When I go, when I used to go camping, I took a two-person sleeping bag for me because <laughs> I am spread eagle, or I'm not sleeping. <laughs> I I used to put a double quilt on the floor of my tent, and then I used to wrap myself in another double quilt, and it was delicious. <laughs> it was like being hugged. So, last things about bedrolls and backpacks and pouches of all sorts. <laughs> um, there's too much pressure now. No, if we tapped it out. I think of a million yeah, things. Kind of. It's like, again, unless you want to extend it to like equipment bags and things like that. Kind of. It would be, yeah. Kitten pouches. I want a bandolier with little pouches, and in each one there's a different kitten for different occasions. Yeah, you're into the Rob Liefeld territory. I'm sad. Let's get the sad kitten out. Oh, it's so cute. I'm happy now. Ni- 1990s, early 2000s comic books where everyone had pouches everywhere. Kittens yeah. everywhere. And never used them for anything. Like the fact that, you know, Chewbacca's bandolier. No one knows what the backs of those boxes look like because they just made six. I assume the very it's where he and they're never opened. You know how when you camera. brush a cat, mm-hmm. that's where he puts the. He doesn't ever throw it's, it away. He fur. keeps all of his fur <laughs> in the little pouches forever. I think I think they said it like it's 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 supposedly for ammo or something. But yeah, he never goes into it. Never he uses never it. goes into it. Never uses it. And yeah. they're actually glued to the back. Why can't it just be jewelry? Why can't it leather? just be Chewbacca's bling? Because it looks like a band. It was always called his bandolier. But like, wh- why? Why not just like allow Chewbacca to be fancy? It's like it looks like yeah. the it's like the Wookiee equivalent of a grill. If he wants to be fancy, he should wear a fucking bow tie. 
<laughs> Which you know I would love. All that? I would be there for that. But the one thing that is never addressed in all the coolness of every film ever is reloading and ammo carrying and things like that. So modern troops carry... I mean, it's not... It, it bears very little resemblance to commercial... What's it called? Tactical webbings. But they do carry ammo belts and webbings, and they have stuff that is attached to them in places that is ergonomic and easy to carry and easy to use. And, you know, and the average soldier, what is it, carries like somewhere between 10 to 20 pounds of ammunition alone. And that needs to be hung off you in a way that's not going to be debilitating. And figuring out how that works for your character could be very cool. You have a party of six people, all carrying backpacks, excellent flotation devices. If they're waterproof. Some of them, yeah. I've already got flotation devices. I have the information of our far podcast. superior flotation <laughs> devices. Kate is pointing to her boobs. As I, I do I, regularly. I'm <laughs> just cradling my enormous belly. I mean, you do jiggling. you. <laughs> jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. Stop whipping it at me. <laughs> jiggle, jiggle. Jiggle. <laughs> I think that constitutes harassment. And we out. We hope you enjoyed the episode, and if you end up using any of these ideas in your games, let us know how it goes. The title music is Grind by John Paul Jones. If you'd like to have a say in what we cover in our future Useful Stick episodes, head on over to patreon.com forward slash swordnutradio, where in addition to Super Secret Awesome Feed Time, a Patreon-exclusive feed, you'll also get access to polls and posts asking for your opinions. If you've got any comments, questions, or feedback, you can find me on Twitter at swordnutradio, where I'm very active, you can email swordnutradio at gmail.com if you've got something that won't fit in a tweet. And if Twitter is an anathema to you, you can find us on Facebook. Just search for Swordnut Radio. Thanks for listening.